Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the Amen. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and then also to Matthew chapter 27. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 27. Today is the day that we recognize the work that Christ has done and completed for us at Calvary. And it's a great day. I think it's a great day for the church. I was thinking this morning... Just as I was reading through all of the Facebook feed, just my pastor friends and all of them putting different things about their church and all the things that, you know, 2,000 years ago, the devil got punched right in the nose. And I think that every Easter, it's just another walloping on him. Every time the church comes together and every time people come into the house of God and they lift up in their praises and their hearts, the work that Christ has done, it is a punch in his nose. And I'm thankful for a day like Easter, aren't you? Where the devil gets what he deserves and that's a beat down. Amen? Amen. It is the blood of Jesus that has changed everything. It is the blood of Jesus, I said, that has changed everything. When he went to the cross and died on the cross, his blood that flowed from Calvary changed everything in the world. It changed everything in your life if you will receive and accept it as your own. It changed everything. It destroyed the power of sin in the life of anyone and everyone who would call out to Christ and surrender their lives to him. I'm thankful for the blood that flowed at Calvary. Hebrews 10, 4 and 19 through 23 says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. 19 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies Bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who is promised is faithful. He's faithful this morning. He's faithful to you. He'll get you through whatever you're going through. He'll take you all the way through to victory if you'll trust in him. Jesus paid the ultimate price to give everyone in this room access to a relationship with God. Without Christ, none of us are worthy of a relationship with God. But with Christ, we can come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy in time of need. Verse 20 says again, By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil. There is a new life waiting for you this morning beyond the veil. And I want you to help me pray this morning as I preach to you today beyond the veil. Father, we come to you today. We thank you for your presence We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to gather together in your house. I thank you for every person, every soul, every man, woman, boy, and child in the building today. God, I ask that you would anoint them and bless them. Give us ears to hear your word today, Lord. Draw us closer to you. Help us to walk in that new living way, Father, that you have opened the door for us to walk in. We thank you for the sacrifice, the blood that was shed at Calvary, the stripes you bore on your back, the nails you that were piercing your hands and feet, Lord, the crown of thorns that you took upon your brow, the spear you took in your side, Father, all of those things that gave us a breakthrough. We thank you for them this morning. 
We hold them, Lord, in high esteem. We value them beyond anything else, Father. God, give us a heart to hear this morning what your word declares and what your spirit speaks. And we thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Beyond the veil, beyond the veil, the veil, it was a barrier that stood between the people and the presence of God in the Old Testament temple. If you read about the Old Testament temple, you'll find that the Old Testament temple consisted primarily of three areas, the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is where the presence of God dwelled. It was where the presence of God was manifest and just was thick and strong uh, in, in, in the temple. Between the inner court and the Holy of Holies, there was a veil that stood there and it separated the rooms. The veil separated the people from the presence of God. It wasn't because God did not want to be close to them, but because of an inadequate uh, offering of, of, for sins had been presented thus far. There had not been an adequate offering given that allowed an unholy man or unholy woman to walk into the presence of a holy God. But God had a plan for that. And that plan was Jesus Christ. That He would come and He would lay down His life and He would provide a sacrifice that eradicated the sin the people had and removed the barrier of separation between them and God. For us, the temple in the Old Testament represents a progression in our own relationship with God. I want you to watch this and listen closely. The outer court, it speaks of a place where God is recognized. We're aware of God. We've come to the knowledge of God. We've come to an an understanding that there is a God and He exists. The inner court represents a place where God is desired. No longer do I just know He exists. No longer do I just have the understanding that He is real, but I actually desire to come closer to Him. I have a desire for something more in my life. There is something that is beginning to draw me and bring me into a closer relationship with Him. And the Holy of Holies represents a place where God is found. It's a place where I have come to meet with God. I have connected with Him. I have found Him operating in my life. I feel Him coursing in my veins. The blood of sinners is no longer coursing through me, but the blood of Jesus Christ Himself has been applied to my life and it courses through my veins today that's the holy of holies place for the life of the believer the holy of holies is that intimate close relationship with God but before Christ there was a veil and I would say to you this morning before Christ in your life there is a veil and it stands to separate you from a relationship with God it stood in the Old Testament to separate them from a deep intimate personal close relationship with God Exodus 26 and 33 reads this it says you shall hang the veil from the clasps then you shall bring the ark of the testimony in there behind the veil the veil shall be a divider for you between the holy place the inner court and the most holy. The veil is a divider between you and God. For us this morning, the veil represents separation. It represents everything that kept me or keeps me from getting close to Christ. For those that have not accepted Christ as their Savior, it is the sin that stands as a barrier between you and between God. For those of you that have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, it is anything that we hold on to that hinders and separates us from the love of God and the confidence that He loves us back and receives us fully as we are. Let me talk to those of you that are saved this morning because I believe that a lot of us find ourselves in situations where we have received the work of Christ in part only. 
We've come to a realization that God has done some things in my life to give me victory, but there are other areas of victory that I have yet to obtain. There are other places in my life that I have not accepted His work of Calvary. And in those places, there's a veil that stands between you and God. I've got good news for you this morning that everything that you struggle with in your life, Jesus died to take care of. Everything that you would ever deal with, everything that is awaiting for you around the corner, everything that might uh, chase you down at some point in your life, Jesus has already paid the price. The veil has been torn down and it's up to us to walk into that holy place and accept the work that He has done. It is not just a completed work, it is a completely finished work. God did it once and for all, for all mankind. He did the work for you and for me. And you can have everything that He has promised in His Word. That veil represents the barriers of doubt and pain and failure and so on. 2 Corinthians 3 and 14, you should be there. It says this, but their minds were blinded. We yet to receive many of the things, we have yet to receive many of the things that God has for us simply because we live with blinded minds. Our minds have not been opened up to what God has really created and perfected and, 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 and acquired for us to access. It says, for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Verse 16, nevertheless when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Jesus Christ has come to take us beyond the veil. And although the veil stands as a barrier, it also stands as a crossroads. Although it is a barrier, it is also a crossroads. It is a moment of decision making. It is a moment where we decide. It is a moment where we make a choice. It is a place where we stop and take evaluation of our lives. It is a place that is meant to give us a moment of pause in order to look inward and recognize where we stand and decide and make a commitment to where we truly want to go. I challenge everybody in the room today to take a moment and look at your heart. Take a moment and look at your life. Take a moment and see where you stand right now and decide where you want to go and let Jesus Christ take you into those places that that you want to go. He knows the desires of your heart. He knows the plans that He has for you. He knows the steps that have been ordered for you. And He wants to take you to where you want to go and where you will find joy and peace and fulfillment in Him. The first thing that I want you to understand this morning is that He sees you beyond the veil. He sees you beyond the veil. The veil was actually quite amazing in that it was so thick and so heavy of material that it allowed no light whatsoever to enter into the holy place. No one could see through it. No one could reach past it. It was a barrier in the full sense. It wasn't a kitchen curtain that you can kind of glimpse through. It wasn't something that was a sheer. It was completely blocking the pathway into the holy place. It blocked all the light. You could not see it. You could not see the presence of God. You could not see the place where God's presence dwelt. And although no one could get a glimpse of God and see Him because of the veil, I want you to know this morning that He could still see us. He can still see you. He sees you right now. He sees you right where you are. 
He sees you in the situation that you're facing. The veils of hurt and pain and struggles and difficulty do not keep you hidden from the sight of God. God knows exactly where you are this morning. Even if you can't see Him and He seems far out of reach, He sees you. He knows where you are. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows how you feel. He knows where you've been. He knows where you're going. He sees you right where you are. He knows your location. He knows what you face. Pastor, pastor, but I can't can't seem to find God in my situation. And I can't find God in this moment of my life. I can't see Him at work in my my situation. I can't see Him at work in this present moment. That's okay. He'll find you. If you'll you'll seek Him, He'll find you. And He has found you. The reason you are here this morning, the reason that you are in this place today is because the presence of God found you and brought you to a place where you could hear the truth of God preached from the pulpit. You could hear the Word of God declared in a place that would change your life and draw you into a place uh, a transformation and and a difference maker moment would occur right now in this place God has found you, God has brought you right here and he says to you, you can find him back if you will just seek him out he sees you he sees you, whatever barrier standing between you and him today he sees past that that's not a disqualifier for you, you hear me? I said, that's not a limiter this morning for him. He can see past all of those things. The second thing that I want you to understand this morning is that he loves you beyond the veil. Not only does he see you beyond the veil, but he loves you beyond the veil. The veil that separated us from the presence of God because we had things in our lives that had yet to be dealt with. Jesus dealt with all those things on the cross when he died. Colossians 2.13 says, When you were stuck in your old sin, dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven. The slate wiped clean. The old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to cross the Christ's cross. The veil of shortcomings, the veil of sins and failures and flaws was destroyed completely at Calvary. He loved us and he loved us beyond the veil. Listen, no matter what you've done today, no matter what you think disqualifies you from God's presence, I want you to understand that he loves you beyond those things. He loves you in spite of those things. His love cannot be limited to a compartment or to a place or to a, to a dwelling house built for Him. His love goes way beyond that. He has demonstrated that great love He has for us beyond our sin throughout Scripture. When I read Scripture and I think about all the people that had encounters with Christ and even in their frailty and in their faults and in their struggles and in their sins... He reached out and He loved them. I think about how He loved the woman at the well beyond the veil of her life, beyond the veil of her adultery, beyond the veil of her sinful life. He loved her. He sat down and He talked with her and He gave her a pathway to a deeper relationship with Him. I think about how He loved Nicodemus beyond the veil of his religious spirit. 
how he had kept him, that religious spirit had kept him from being fully loved and accepted by God in his own mind. But Christ reached out to him. Christ brought him into a place of relationship and took him into a deeper walk with him. I think about Peter and how he loved Peter beyond the veil of his angry and brash behavior and how Peter's denial and rejection of Christ himself did not stop the love of God from reaching out and reaching through that veil to him and pulling him in to a closer place. I think about how he loves me beyond the veil of my own frustration and anger and shame and inadequacies and failures and my perceived failures and my faults and my enemies' accusations. He loves me in spite of all of those things. And he loves you in spite of all of your flaws too. He loves you enough that he has reached out to you beyond the veil of your heart right now to have a preacher tell you that no matter what you've done and no matter where you've been, that he loves you. He loves you so much that he died so that the very thing that separates you now from him would be destroyed and have no power to keep you from him. He loves you beyond the veil. The enemy's goal, hear this this morning, the enemy's goal is to put a veil between you and God. The enemy loves the veil. He loves the idea of separation. He loves the idea of anything that we would accept as a separator between us and God. He loves how the veil holds us in captivity and keeps us from intimacy. He loves how it stands as a reminder of all of our shortcomings and inadequacies and flaws and deficiencies. You see in the Old Testament, they would come in to that that inner court, that holy place. And there was a veil that stood there that said, even though you're doing everything within your power, you're still not good enough to walk into the presence of God. There's still a barrier here. There's still something that hasn't been dealt with and taken care of. But I've come to tell you this morning that there's no longer that barrier that stands between us and a relationship with God. Jesus tore that thing in two and He made a way for us to come in closer to God and have a true, living, breathing relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that the veil no longer stands between us. The enemy knows that it stands between us and God as an accuser, saying that we're not worthy of contact and we're not worthy of a relationship with God. The enemy will always try and place a veil between you and God. I said the enemy will always try and put a veil between you and God. He will try to convince you that you're not adequate enough, you're you're too insecure, that you're too fearful. He'll give you a million excuses why you're not qualified to walk into the presence of God. But he has no right and no authority to do so because the veil has been taken away in Christ Jesus. Now let's look at Matthew 27 and 45. It says, now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the land. Jesus has been crucified, and now we're awaiting his death. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Verse 51, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. It was torn in two from top to bottom. To bottom. 
the last thing I want you to hear this morning is that He invites you to come be with Him beyond the veil. The place of separation no longer exists because of the work of Christ at Calvary. He destroyed that veil and He invites you into a life that is beyond it. A life that is lived with Him, not separate from Him. The veil has been torn in two. It says from the top to the bottom. So the difficulties, the challenges you see from the top ones to the bottom ones have been destroyed and torn in two. The list of faults and failures that you can come up with in your mind The list of sins and struggles and shortcomings and and, and just the, the, the long list of failures that we've had over and over in our lives. From your top failure to your bottom failure to the tiniest one has been ripped into from the top to the bottom. Calvary is a completed and finished work. When Christ died, He died for you. And in so dying, died for you on behalf of anything that you can come up with that alienates you from a relationship with Him. There is nothing in reality that stands between you and God except a decision to be His child and Him to be your Lord and Savior. That's the only thing that separates us today. The veil no longer has any power to keep you from Him. It's torn in two. It's torn in two. The only power the veil has is the power that we give it. The power we invest into it by our faith. It is an invisible wall that separates us from God now. Jesus tore the only real veil in two. And He invites every one of us beyond any invisible one that still remains in our lives today. Morgan, I'm going to ask you to come. Begin to play softly this morning. Matthew 27, 51 again says, Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. It no longer stands between us and God. It no longer stands between you and God. The only thing, the only thing that holds you from Him in this moment It's simply a decision that you must make. Revelations 3.20 says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open the door, I will come in and I'll be with them. Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart this morning. He's waiting for you to answer. He has invited each and every person in this room into a relationship with Him. And the question today is simply this. Will you invite Him back? Will you invite Him back? We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you'd like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river.
sure. You say come to the river.